0: Hi guys, I'm Jerry and I'm Diane and this is the nursing handover the nursing
1: handover podcast. How about it girl? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously this is our first podcast um and it's coming at a time where nurses are very prominent at the moment they're at the center of this big pandemic mm. so We'll obviously give you a brief introduction into why we started this podcast, and then we'll jump straight into the corona conversation. Yeah. So,
0: oh, I'm Jerry, <laughs> and my background is I'm basically I'm an A and nurse by background. I've worked in trauma at District Generals,
1: um, and I'm now working in safeguarding. Um, mm. Yeah, um, I'm Diane D. Whatever you'd like to call me. I've been qualified five years in October, paediatric trained, mostly based in neonates and work in a London trust. Yeah, we both do. I think the main reason for starting this podcast was to be a voice for nurses, to give the real tea on what nursing is really like. Um, We know there's a prospectus and there's always this kind of image of what nurse is supposed to be. And the 21st century nurse is so much more so much
0: different because yeah. like the picture of the nurse is always you know the female nurse wearing the little weird bonnet hat thing mm. and a pinafore and an apron whereas you know what things times have changed people are out here in tunics dresses scrubs the whole works
1: yeah and i think the fact that the nursing workforce is now men mm. women um old young inexperienced life-wise or very experienced every kind of person Is making nursing what it is right now, and I think it's important that we have a current, up to date platform that represents that. So that's what the nursing hand of a podcast is going to be about. So, yeah, yeah, I think before we get into the Corona conversation, we'll just have a couple of disclaimers, which will be one, we will obviously remain confidential. Yeah, if we do speak about any kind of cases or any kind of patient experience we've had we won't be releasing any kind of names or any kind of identifiable information.
0: Yeah that's just something we have to always take into consideration and that goes alongside the code, which I'm hoping you all know. No, 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 yeah, no, so you Otherwise there's a, there's a big question mark like to so why are you a nurse? But no this podcast is not just for nurses um, because there's so much more that goes into the healthcare profession so any medical professionals who also want to listen and tune
1: in and share some advice, please hit us up. hundred percent. And just one last thing is, um, yeah, like we said, we work at London Trust. We won't ever reveal what trust we do work in. If you know us, hey.
0: Hi, people.
1: <laughs> but we're never going to say where we actually work, again, for confidentiality reasons and just to protect ourselves.
0: Yeah. So you guys may know what people face working in London. And the same goes throughout the whole country and probably worldwide. We're all facing the same issues. It's just we have to protect ourselves and protect the people that we work for and also our patients. Because at the end of the day, you the last thing you want is people ending up on your ward or departments or units. Think of knowing exactly what you've done in your spare time. Yeah?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: So So that's us. This brings us to the next topic, which is...
1: The corona conversation. The big C.
0: (laughs) Oh, Lord. Where do we begin? There's just so much. Boy.
1: Well. How are you feeling about it? Frustrated. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that's frustrating about this virus is that we are kind of in no man's land in the sense of... It started, and we don't know when we're going to get off the ride. Mm-hmm. And we have all this information overload from every kind of media, yeah. be it Facebook, be it Instagram, be it an email.
0: Even WhatsApp. The amount of yeah. group chats that I have now been thrown into for this COVID, coronavirus
1: situation, it's crazy. And I think that's the problem. It's because you have all this information, you're having to kind of decipher through it to kind of find the accurate Actual real information because we know there's a lot of fake news 100%. out there right now. One hundred percent. So I mean, with the whole virus, of course, most of it is being surrounded by the nursing workforce, the medical teams. Mm. They are the people that are right in the thick of it. And of course, our podcast is the Nursing Handover Podcast. So we're looking at how nurses who are in it right now, how they are being affected at this present yeah. moment in time.
0: Yeah. Also, to go on from that, like what Diane said, it's not just nurses. We have to think about all the other people that we work with. For example, like the porters, there is the cleaning staff, the, mm. the canteens, people cooking, trying to get things sorted. We are one team and, you know what, we all work together. You've probably seen a lot of people tagging and taking pictures saying at the end of the day, please stay home. If you if you don't need to be outside, do not be outside. Stay home, protect yourselves, protect your families and protect us. We're out here on the front line looking up, trying to make sure that we're
1: protecting you. It's only fair that you guys do the same. Definitely. And I think, echoing uh, what Gigi just said is the fact that we need to big up the nurses. We need to praise the nurses that are out there and give them a well done. hundred percent. And openly, openly acknowledge what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, anyone who is a nurse listening and anyone that knows nurses, it is a duty of care. Yeah. To look after patients, regardless of their creed, their race, their religion, whatever's wrong All with them, it. that is our duty. And to be yeah. a nurse, you have to live and breathe that kind of philosophy. Yeah. We don't nurse for money. We don't, because everyone knows there's no money in nursing. But it's those ones where it's like, think of what they're doing and the sacrifice. Um, You know, at the present moment, if you look on who, um, they're the most, I'd say, up to date. And I think the best place to get information in regards to what is happening with coronavirus. Yeah. And though they don't say how many nurses are out there, we know from social media how many are actually having to go in and nurse these patients. Yeah. And be scared.
0: I can't... I'm going to put my hands up and say I am scared. I'm not a person who is usually anxious or is afraid. I usually kind of just go in and tackle things straight on. But this is scary, and it's scary because we just don't know what's happening at all. And everyone's just trying to stay up to date with the policies that are pretty much coming out, like, every three to four hours, 12 hours. Like, if you're on a day shift, you come back for the morning shift, things have changed dramatically. You can't stay up to date, like, but everyone's just trying to do as much as they can. And it's it's scary. You don't know what you're about to face. You could be having an influx of COVID-19 patients or not. All I really have to say, and I think the thing that's
1: on a lot of people's tongues is redeployment. Yeah, so um, if people have been following the news, which I'm sure everybody has, is the current plan or idea in the air is... Mm-hmm. To basically bring in community nurses, find out their skill set, what they can do, what they can't do and bring them in, in the eventuality that we need all hands on deck. Yeah. Um, I would say, so Gigi, who is now in a community role.
0: Yeah, so I'm now non-clinical. I still, I'm still based in the hospital, but um, I don't really, have, I don't have patient contact anymore. Um. Even for members in my team, it's getting quite scary because a lot of them haven't, nursed, physically, hasn't, haven't clinically nursed in, like, the last 10, 20 years, let alone five years. So, and things change. As we all know, within nursing and healthcare, things change all the time. Like, you can't stay on top of it. And it's getting quite scary. So we've been given forms to fill out to say what experience you have, what experience you have had
1: when you've been clinical, things have changed since we qualified like definitely and And i think the things with nursing the foundation is more or less the same but policies change yeah practices change how you do things changes you know even from we wear this color apron and these and these gloves Mm. to do this procedure or you need to wash this down in this particular way those things will change and i think the concerns that need to be raised the questions that need to be asked is how are these nurses going to be protected if something does go wrong well, from the things I've been reading,
0: it seems like the NMC seemed to have relaxed certain things as to what we can and can't That's do. Which is not
1: talk about the NMC right now. That's very scary.
0: Like, yeah. very scary. Because for us, we're both paediatric nurses. The thoughts of being pulled to go and work on adult
1: wards is scary. I think, not even that, I think the thing about it is is all of us that are nurses listening, student nurses right now, the well-seasoned nurses... You know how goddamn hard you work for your pin. Yeah. And though this is a pandemic, your pin is still your pin. Yeah, and the last thing you want to do is lose
0: it. Like, we all know the nursing course itself is probably one of the hardest things people will ever have to embark on. In life. Yeah. And I think even what's going on with student nurses, that's pretty difficult. I can't lie. I was saying to to Diane on the way here, to think back to, what, five years ago, Imagine all this was happening five years ago. I would be scared so much if someone had told me that you know what the rest of third year is cancelled. I've got to go on shop floor and start looking after patients, and I have a pin. That transition from student nurse to staff nurse is huge, and this is the time like you don't have the time for people to support you to the fullest. I know there are plans for that to happen. But as we know from being on wards now, you can have a day that you're fully, st- like you're fully staffed, but you guys are still worked off. And what can you do? Yeah, you still have your patients that you've got to care for, but right now, these patients, you, the student nurse, are about to
1: become accountable. It's... And I think that's the problem, and this is where I feel and shoot me if I'm wrong, that the NMC should be advocating for their workforce, especially their student nurses, and saying that we understand that we need nurses, but they're not ready. And it's not fair for their course or for them to be rushed because of the demand. That is unfair. And it's also very unsafe. Because no matter how competent you are nothing prepares you for the day that you were qualified nurse in the numbers wearing uniform like everyone else and Mm. someone turns around and says nurse and it's you that they're talking to you don't have student status no more Mm. you don't have the different student uniform no more you can't say to your mentor oh let me just go and ask nurse." I mean you still can because nursing is teamwork but you are a registered nurse now to have to be put in that position as a student that's that is unfair completely unfair and I think they need to find a way around that completely. Wow. They have to. That, that I mean, if it does happen, I would love to hear, we would love to hear from any student nurses who ever get in that position, because yeah. it would be very interesting to hear how they would feel being transitioned immediately from student, student to, to, to registered startling. nurse, essentially. And then also the issue is what happens when this is over?
0: Are they going back to third year? Are they going back to finish and finish off their vibers and oskies and
1: whatever else they have to do, finish off their assignments? Like, what's happening? This is what I'm saying. NMC, make it make sense. Boris, make it make sense. Because you're not making it make sense right now. Because even, like, when you look at it, the fact that
0: they've closed schools, universities for other people, it's done. But obviously, nursing, they need the workforce. And the same goes for doctors. There's a lot of junior doctors and also medical students that or wanting to stay out in the field and work, but what's governing them? What is out there to protect them? Because working for your pins, whether it's your GMC pin, your AHP pin, or your NMC pin, it's hard work. Like, you've dedicated so much time and effort into getting it. The last thing you want is for that to end up, what, down the drain after this pandemic? It's just scary. Um, I need to stop saying that. <laughs> but it is. Like I haven't got any other words to describe it, like what can we do? It's
1: just. I think the way of life. Going on the, the whole time. scary aspect of it, though, I think we also need to think how resilient nurses are. Yeah. How strong we are. Yeah. The fact that in every situation we're ready.
0: Yeah.
1: We're like ready to go. We're like trained balls. We just go. And not many people can do what we do. Oh no! 100%, so yeah. So I feel like people, nurses, need to big yourself up because. Yeah this is the kind of situation where we're needed, we're important and people are looking at us.
0: Yeah, wasn't it? It wasn't too long ago that people were saying that nursing, social work, teaching and a few other careers were
1: low-skilled.
0: And <laughs> now look, all those people that were claiming that like it was low-skilled are now working from home, bigging up
1: nurses and other medical professionals that are out there on the front line. Where, where, where are you now? And I think what I would like this pandemic for nursing, what I would love for for it to bring a new conversation of how valuable are nurses in society, first of all? How, 100%. H- how important are we? And are we being paid correctly? <laughs> when
0: like, it comes to nurses, I think, I personally think we should be paid more because we don't get paid anywhere near enough. And look, and I think there's one thing I've always lived by, which is we do an extraordinary job which we think is ordinary, but it's not ordinary to anyone else. Mm -hmm. Like those horrible shifts that everything has gone wrong and you go and tell your friends and family about it. They're thinking like, oh my gosh,
1: you guys have to deal with that. So yeah, I mean, imagine now if you're a nurse currently working COVID-19, you essentially are, probably might need to be isolated to avoid going to your family and your friends. Yeah. So you're basically going to work, nursing your patients, going into some kind of isolation-ish kind of environment and back again. Yeah. Imagine how those kind of nurses are feeling right now. And also, you, like Diane said, you've got to think about your families.
0: I know people are out there protecting the young and the old, but you've also got to think about yourselves. Like, what could you possibly be taking home? Like, I've got friends who have said, like, their partners are making them strip off when they get to the door because... They don't, you don't know what you're bringing into your
1: house. Which leads on to the other issue, which there's been a petition out the last couple of days for NHS frontline staff to be tested yeah. for COVID-19 because as it stood, they were not being tested. No, not even if they had symptoms. They were just told to go home and rest Which isolate. to me is like code word for we don't you- want to lose staff, so you just keep working. And if you drop off, then we'll treat you, but we need you, so just keep working. Yeah. Again... Neglecting the staff that you need the most, which is absolutely wrong. Also, guys, what is super
0: important during this time is, please, 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 please make sure you are taking your rest. Annual leave is important. If you had annual leave booked at this moment in time, obviously it's entirely up to you if you want to cancel it. But please make sure you are getting your rest. Like these, these are testing times. And whether you have to come to work clinically or non cl- long, long I can't say it now, non-clinically. Non- oh. like, a, like a non-clinical day? Yeah, I don't know, I can't say that word. <laughs> clinically. Non-clinically, there mm-hmm. we go. Um, you are still just as important. Because I know, for example, for my roles as working in safeguarding, it's just as important as being on the front line. You're just dealing with, your caseloads are just different and you still have stresses. Don't get me wrong, like, I'm still doing both. I'm still doing bank from time to time in A&E and all sorts. So just make sure you are getting your rest, getting adequate rest to make sure that you are well enough to come back to your shift because, as you all know, you don't know what type of shift you are going to come into, come onto. You could come and it could be the easiest shift of your life because no one's come to the hospital. Or you could come in and everyone has come in. So, mm. guys, please take care of yourselves and your families. You have to put yourselves first and take it from there. Yeah. As much as we want to help,
1: how can you help someone if you can't help yourself? Mm. And echoing what Gigi said is the fact that to be a good nurse, you need to look after, number one. And to give 110%, you need to be 110% yourself. Yeah. Um, it's also important that we encourage one another, especially in a time like this. Mm-hmm. When you see your fellow colleague, give them that bit of praise, check in on them. Sometimes don't talk about COVID nineteen with them. Just have a normal conversation. Talk about life. Family. Holidays that you had planned. <laughs> what is holiday? Nursing.
0: Holiday. <laughs> I'm on annual leave next week and I've got banks just booked up. Me out here talking about rest. I'm still will be resting, guys, but you know, I'm out here on the front line helping my buds down in A. You've got to be there. But um yeah you just need to work as a team work collectively
1: and also another thing that I definitely want to talk about is the social media impact and the influence that people are having so going back to using reliable sources to get your information we have a lot of people who are now glamorizing masks people are walking around wearing masks oh, people are buying gloves and of course, as nurses, that's how daily wear, if you're kind of doing infection, I'm accepting non-touch technique, doing anything sterile, you're gloved up, your apron, etc. But the latest trend, and I'm calling it a trend, because that's what it is right now. Because it won't last. Once this all dies down, people are not going to be wearing masks. Yeah, it's a trend. Is people are wearing surgical masks, people are now wearing gloves, and they're walking around in London or everywhere in this kind of gear. People are even selling it to Don't people and I've seen this on on Instagram I've seen it on Snapchat, I'm, I'm livid Ooh. and people need to be well informed so please if you have time, go into WHO go into WHO, the World Health Organisation and it has a very clear breakdown of what the virus is, how it can spread, what your symptoms are if you need to wear a mask if you do not need to wear a mask it is all there because I think people wearing masks is scaring people. 100%
0: the only times you need to be wearing a mask is if you are in close contact with anyone who has had COVID-19 or has COVID-19 or you're doing some sort of, carrying out some sort of task. And also, I'm sorry, these surgical masks, I don't know what they're going to protect you from. If you're wearing them all day, walking around the streets, by the time you get down to the end of the road, it's already infected with whatever is out there. If you're wearing these masks, they have to be the correct mask, but you shouldn't be wearing them unless you need them. And, and I'm sorry, out on out the street, you're not, you're not helping anyone. I'm sorry.
1: It's not, it's not even that. The virus is not airborne. It really isn't. You can't walk around and breathe and you just get coronavirus. So people, again, be well informed. Don't just be walking around and copying your mate. Because your friend is wearing a mask, you also have to go and wear a mask. No. <laughs> it's not follow the leader. It's called it really cool, do your research and act accordingly. Also, guys, I cannot stress the importance of hand
0: washing. As we've seen over social media, people have gone crazy for hand gel. But before the hand gel, we've got to take it a step back. It's about hand washing with good old warm warm water and soap. And washing it properly. Mm
1: -hmm. Because it just seems that people have never learned how to wash their hands. But then the problem is, though, is that people are now getting frustrated because people are now saying... All Boris is saying is to wash your hands when now... We're at the magnitude of the virus and he's just saying, wash your hands. But people don't understand that that simple action can limit spread. Isn't prevention better than cause? Is that the same, Yeah. Prevention is definitely better than cause. You'd rather stop it than have to treat it. Exactly. And if a simple thing of telling people to wash their hands is something that people can take on and do and practice and show your friend and whatever, you're limiting spread and you're practicing good hand hygiene anyway. Yeah. As you should have been before the virus even came about.
0: Yeah, honestly,
1: but Corona, <laughs> I cannot
0: wait for this to be over. All I want to do is go away on holiday eventually and forget all about this. Honestly, it's it's what I, I call coronavirus the healthcare horror show. Oh, 100%. It's like we're living in, in a nightmare. There's no... It looks like... it's you know It feels like we're living in... What's that film? What, well, I, well, I Am Legend? No, 28 Days Later? You know one of them sci-fi films that, you know, the world's coming to an end?
1: Mm-hmm. Everyone's
0: running or doing this. That's basically what's like in the shops. Guys, please remember your old people.
1: If, you know, that's the one good thing we do for the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look after your teams, look after each other, especially if we have like older nurses our sisters the, sisters the band sevens the ones that are running around trying to like i guess lead the workforce in what is probably quite a frightening time yeah is even they need just like are you okay yeah that's very important to have an, a touch base with somebody even like a debrief yeah and just make sure you also have a safe person that you can go to and say gosh today was really hard or what i saw today was horrible which sometimes can be difficult because I think as nurses, we kind of just take things on or we share within our nursing friendships. Oh, 100%. And of course, in your nursing friendship group, you get it because mm-hmm. you're in the environment. You understand that the lingo, the language that we use. Yeah. You understand the abbreviations. When you say your day was like this, somebody would understand versus the person that does a nine to five, let's mm-hmm. say. But it's important, I think, to branch out and just have someone else where you can just go and just say, gosh, this is what my day was like, an offload. Yeah, that's really, really important. So I think in terms of the coronavirus conversation, I think the takeaways would definitely be protect yourselves, protect yourselves. Definitely. I mean, if you're a nurse and you are not well, don't go to work. Follow the correct guidelines. I would say as nurses, we need to be the leaders in this time. We need to set the example even if it's just politely telling someone you don't need to wear a mask or just practice your good hand hygiene, that's really important Mm -hmm. because we are the mouthpiece of the NHS as well as the hands and the feet, we are also the mouthpiece and it's very important that we practice what we preach. Mm -hmm. You can't walk around or you can't go to work and do certain practices and then come out and not do any of those kind of things. I think as a nurse, we live and breathe the job. It's part of you. So I definitely kind of feel like it's very important for people to do that, and um, be well informed. Definitely keep up to date. Check the NMC. Check the Nursing Times. Check RCN. Keep up to date with the news if you want to. Yeah. Um. Sharing is caring. If you see something, share with your fellow nurses. Yeah. Ask if you're not sure. Seek support. Seek guidance, especially when it comes to interaction with other people if you've come into contact at work. Um. And I think what I want people to do is just remember who you are and how good you are and how capable you are as a nurse especially in this kind of this kind of situation that we're in not everybody could do what we're doing
0: not at all that that goes back to the fact I means what I was saying about we do it we have an extraordinary job that we deem as ordinary mm. because the things that we will see day in day out or what we are what we're about to see it's going to get tough so guys, gear up. We're here for if you want to talk to us, drop us an, an email at
1: the nursing handover podcast at gmail.com. Yes, you got it correct. You got it correct. And also you can come onto the Instagram and just drop a comment or even go into the DMs. Yeah, feel free to send us a message. We're always here if you want to talk to someone. And take it from there. But yeah, so of course the corona conversation. We've had that now.
0: Yeah.
1: But in terms of the Nursing Handover podcast, so to give you guys an insight of what we kind of have planned and coming Mm -hmm. along. So we have a student series that will be coming shortly. And we kind of want to look at being a student nurse, what that life has been like, how Mm -hmm. it's changed from the traditional way of doing it. So your, your three years, people are doing a PG dip, um, we're going to be looking at people people are doing a Masters. Yeah. Um, the bursary life versus the non-bursary life. Yeah.
0: And also looking into the jump from student nurse to staff nurse. Because it's a huge jump that people just don't tell you about. 100%. And just to, you know, shed some light on what we've experienced and what I've been able to ascertain from my junior colleagues. Because it's, it's always going to be a revolving role. Mm. Because if you forever have new nurses coming in. And we just need to remember what it was like to be like them, especially in these times.
1: Mm.
0: When we were running around the hospital looking like headless chickens, this is going to be them now. We have to be able to support them.
1: Mm. Um, we we'll definitely will be talking about the change in how they're assessed, mm-hmm. the way mentorship has changed, the way the books have changed compared to when we trained and what they're like now. Yeah,
0: and, um, pre- and preceptorship
1: also. Yeah. And we're also hoping to have a student with us so we can mm-hmm. actually have kind of like a Q&A and just a conversation with what nursing is like for them now as a student. Obviously, it'll probably be pre-corona. You mean post-corona? Well, pre, because what they, if they're a student now,
0: they've okay. been a student, so it'll be yeah.
1: pre-corona. And if they're currently still on placement...
0: Mm-hm.
1: Or be being they, put onto the front line. What are they going through now? Have things changed? What worries that they have... Yeah. how supportive do they feel Um. even just hearing how nurses juggle placement and work mm-hmm. trying to have money trying to make money to sustain yourself and still go to placement for example um, how we'd also be digging
0: into like once you move from that student to staff nurse and the different things you can do as band 5 and what doors are open for you and also the progression process So hope, we're also hoping to have other people hoping to bring other people onto the podcast just to talk about different ways you can go up the ladder if there's things that you want to do things you want to achieve that can help so we've got a lot in store for you so this is just the beginning so
1: yeah so I mean this is not exactly how episode one was going to be like but of course you go with the times and you run with what's happening at the moment so of course the corona conversation had to be the first topic on yeah. the agenda. Um I think throughout episodes and the different series that come out depending on how long we are we are in this pandemic, we probably will have moments where we need to touch base yeah, and it, what's happening it. or what's changed or if there's any improvements or things have got worse because we need to give you the here and the now and the tea. Yeah. And the tea that is hot right now is corona but that's obviously not the foundation of the podcast. The foundation of the podcast is to give you an insight into what it's like to be be a nurse in the 21st century. Yeah, Um, all the ups
0: and downs, the good, the bad, the ugly. And the different roles. Because there's so many different roles within nursing. So many. Like, if you want to go up the clinical nurse specialist route, become nurse consultants and so forth, hopefully we will be able to help you on that. Obviously, we are not by any means, saying that we're experts and know everything, we are here to learn just like the rest of you. so who have things you want to share with us that you would like for us to share on this platform? platform please do so because we also want to learn from you. We don't know everything and we're not sitting here saying that we have all the answers, but nothing's forever changing. It's a forever learning career. So let's all work together as a team and continue to learn and sh- learn and strive through this.
1: So, yeah, I think Gigi's basically said everything else there is to say. Um, We're hoping to have regular episodes out weekly, mm-hmm. shift-willing, schedule-willing. <laughs> um, We would love your input if there's certain things that you'd like to be discussed. Yeah. If you feel that there's a certain area in nursing that isn't addressed enough or isn't spoken up about, this is the platform for it to be spoken about so please come out and use us as a vessel to talk about certain things don't shy away from that yeah um I would say I'm very very passionate about this podcast it's something I had an idea about this on a night shift like two years ago so to be here and to be recording it and seeing it come to life is an amazing thing yeah so I think it's very important for people to just feel like this is your platform it's it's obviously we're here hosting it but this is for everybody and it's for people that don't even aren't even in the profession to know what actually does happen what do you actually do when you say you've, you've done 12 hours and you're tired i don't know what happens in 12 hours what do you actually do people that say you only work three days a week this is for all those people that don't really know What really happens? Yeah.
0: Honestly, this is a place for you to ask us questions. And if we don't have the answers, we will go and essentially help find the person that does. But in terms of working 12 hours, oh my gosh, you guys do not know the half of it. People seem to believe that, you know, your weekends, which are not your weekends, which are random days during the week, is for everyone else. So when everyone else is off on the weekend and you're working, you've had your weekend. But...
1: But yeah, yeah, so all that will come in different episodes. We will have episodes on your shift life and your you know your work-life balance, mm. I mean, fatigue, tiredness. We're covering everything. There's nothing we're not trying to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Geraldine said, you can send an email at the email address. You can go over to the Nursing Handover podcast on Instagram. You can, you can send email us. A DM. You said that. Yeah, you can send a DM. <laughs> you can comment on any of the posts that are up. And feel free to message us, like we said, we're here,
0: we're here 24-7 essentially. Like yes, we do have lives, just like the rest of you, but we will make sure that we respond to everyone. And this is your forum, just like Diane said. We're here to spread the word that you guys would like us to hear. And also please let us know what you guys want want to hear about, because
1: that's why we're here. So yeah, I think we're going to be signing out. Mm-hmm. And episode two will basically be the beginning of the student series. So watch out and wait for that to come out.
0: Yeah. And hopefully we get to this COVID stuff will be done. Hopefully sometime soon. Let's see what happens. But guys, just remember to keep protecting yourselves. Whether you are clinical staff, non-clinical staff, you're actually nurses or not. Protect your staff. Protect your protect the people that you come into contact with. You like continue social distancing. What else? What else have we been told to do? Stay home. If you do feel unwell, please isolate yourself. We don't want what you got. Right now, as you've probably seen, there's lots of stuff going out to help NHS staff. Like supermarkets are being. Oh, wait what we've been given supermarket slots just like the elderly and the vulnerable see what's around you what's nearest to you see what they're offering i know like mcdonald's are giving away free drinks and certain restaurants are doing 50 percent off and free meals so see what else is out there and utilize them because it's not often we get these benefits so please 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 utilize them where possible guys so guys again like we've said Feel free to contact us on our the email address, the Instagram account, slide in the DMs, do what you need to do. We're here for you.
1: Over and out. Done. Peace out. <laughs> Until next week.